Memphis Wrestling is on the road. Catch us live. Our next live TV taping is Sunday, August 21st at the Wrestle Center, and you will not want to miss it. Reserve your seat at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. Friday night, September 2nd, Memphis Wrestling returns to Crenshaw, Mississippi for a big night of action benefiting the city of Crenshaw. 7 p.m. bell time, Crenshaw Fire Department. Saturday, September 3rd is our next free watch party at Dave & Buster's. Watch WWE Clash at the Castle with us absolutely free. Sunday, September 4th, watch AEW All Out absolutely free with us at Dave & Buster's. It's back-to-back -back and it's all free. Saturday, September 10th, Memphis Wrestling returns to the Dyer County Fair. It's main event Saturday and it's free with fair admission. All tickets are on sale now. Get yours right now at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. Wrestling, North Pemiscott High School, 102 School Street, on September the 17th. Bell time, 7.30. Ringside's 15. General admission, $14. Save $2 on advance tickets. Get ready, Wardell, Missouri, to come out and see the Moonshiners. Rude, Addison Kane, Denzel Rollins, Simon of the Posse, also a big American Hostile Championship Wrestling title match. Big Jack Parker with Money Mark versus Problem Child Aaron Roberts with Justin Case. And also an American Hostile Championship Wrestling tag team title match. The LA Hustlers versus the New Sensations. Mark Southern Jr. and Astonishing Austin. And many more. Be there. Wardell, Missouri, September the 17th, bell time, 7.30 p.m. Cards of change, follow American Hostile Championship Wrestling on Facebook by searching American Hostile Championship Wrestling. This is a fundraiser for North Pemiscot Mustang Sports. Just a quick reminder, subscriber of $5, $7, or $10 at www.patreon.com slash shooting the shiznit without a G. That's right, shooting the shiznit without a G. This episode is also brought to you by SpunkLoop.com. Remember when you're getting funky like a monkey, if you know what I mean, use Spunky. That's right. Go to www.SpunkLoop.com and tell them STS Pod sent you. We can all help prevent suicide. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress and also prevention and crisis resources for you and your loved ones. 
call been doing that for like a year now uh, <laughs> this is a stspod.club production i'm bt and that guy over how do you do this right here. guy over there the guy with two drumsticks he does a raw thread every week in the cool kids and yep. he is the only one that participates <laughs> <laughs> and he's not creepy at starcast no matter what eric says and that's what the k eric says just jealous. 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 He's from Chicago, the home of WNBA world champions, Chicago Sky. He's my friend. He is. He's my friend, Lance yeah. Levine. How's it going, Lance? Ooh, man, that intro gets longer and longer. I'm in the uh, Blue Diamond Elotes Almond Studios tonight. Oh, yes, yes. Those, Those are, are good, the man. They're so they good. They are. So you gotta, good. They're so happy they're sponsoring us. This so week, I got so. to know something, Lance. So, I mean, it's just between me and you and, well, and everybody watching. And when you, when you get done eating them, do, do you lick your finger? Your oh, fingers? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. my God. Misty you said, know, what are you doing over there? <laughs> I'm pleasuring myself with these elotes, <laughs> almonds. Wait, no. I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. The sky is going against New York Liberty in the first round, the first yep. round of the playoffs starting tomorrow night in Chicago. Damn it, you better get down there. We the sky be, finished. They finished this season proud. first in the Eastern Conference, and they have to win two out of three to advance in the tournament. Yep. And believe it or not, you can watch it on ESPN2. That shows the importance. ESPN2. <laughs> They're bumping uh, Tiddlywinks and Backgammon for that. That's, That's right. Awesome. That's, That's right. That's them. right. Eastern they are... Conference, they won They won more games than anybody in Eastern, Co- Eastern Conference. We look for them to win the championship. It'll be two years in a row. Tell everybody what the hell we're doing tonight. It's a, it, As you saw, it was, it was a chokehold. The yep. podcast yep. presents... A cool kids countdown. Boom. What is it? So we are doing the top 10 takeaways of our national road trip. So we recently. Uh, not I didn't we, go. We yeah. No, well, yeah, when I'm I confused. say we, I'm referencing John, the, that we always are mentioning John. He's always your pin cushion and your target yes, for is. all your barbs and stuff. Although I know you guys really do love each other. So no, not like that. John. Not like that, you know. But anyway, so we right. did. We, uh, John and I were lucky enough to the stars aligned, and we're going to talk about that in one of the other uh, numbers on the countdown here. But we were able to go to Nashville from Chicago for not only Starcast but SummerSlam, the Ric Flair's final card, 
uh, last match, whatever, and the Ric Flair roast and all the festivities that went on in Nashville that weekend. So we were there. It's taken me about two weeks to recuperate from everything. So I've got all my notes assembled and uh, we're going to cover it. So BT wasn't there, but BT will be able because to Because I was in. working, damn yeah. it. And, and it's one of those things where it's all hands on deck. And and so this upcoming weekend, I have off. Wow. Like, there's not shit going not on. Not much so going on, go. right. No, there you go. So I know that Josh from P3 Radio was at SummerSlam. So yeah, we, yeah, we, we had him not, on WTF. Yeah. Yep, there were 40,000 people there, so we did not uh, run into how Josh. How did you guys... Yeah, I don't know how we didn't see each uh, other, but uh, it was amazing. We looked for each other, but but he was there. Um, and you'll see in the in the stories and the encounters that we had, we ran into some people that we knew along the way as well. So all right, let's get started, man. Yeah, let's get on it. So at number ten, you know I'm not a cheapskate, BT. I no, not, not at all. No, you're no. not. I, I, agree I spend with that you. money. So, but it was twenty dollars to park every day going to Starcast. So we had to go to StarCast for Friday was the roast, Saturday was stuff there, and Sunday was stuff there. So that was $60 to park for the three days there. And then let me tell you how much it was to park at Nissan Stadium for SummerSlam. Oh, God. $40. So we spent over $100 just in parking fees. So, I mean, again, I'm not a cheapskate, but that was outrageous. We thought, you know... StarCast costs a certain amount of money to get in. Just raise the price a little bit and make parking free if you're attending the damn show, you know? So the worst, I think the worst offense out of all of it was the fact that on Saturday, they were doing a post-SummerSlam, like, karaoke thing or whatever, after party. So you would have had to pay during the day to go to the to, to StarCast, then go to SummerSlam, then drive back to the same place and pay again. So that would have been 40 bucks oh, for parking oh. for the one day. Just outrageous. I, I like a lot of what they do. A lot of people say it's a money grab and, you know, how they charge up the yin-yang. You can't get these experiences that I'm going to talk about anywhere else. So I love StarCast. Is it expensive? Yes. But the parking part was just truly outrageous. So at number 10, the ridiculous parking in Nashville, my friend. Just crazy. But you got it, it's something that people don't even think about uh, when they're going to events. But when you go to uh, a Titans game or you go to anywhere like that, uh, you have to pay for parking. And it's just so unusual. I remember the first time I went to Memphis and Nashville and being from a small town. I just never, I, you know, we had uh, in Blyville, you Blyville. had to put like yeah. dimes in this little machine or something <laughs> so that you could park. Uh, but yeah, just unbelievable. I think the most I paid for parking, God, it's got to be fifty or sixty dollars somewhere. But yeah, yeah. And I'm not, you know, with the, you said money. I'm glad y'all had a good time. I'm glad yeah. you like, and, and I'm not against you going. Uh, I would have met y'all for at least one day. Uh, but this. There was only a few things that I wanted to see at this Starcast, and and if it was, I, yeah, I would have picked a, a pick and choose thing for yeah, me, not yeah. the whole weekend. All right, number nine. So number nine, it is something that is an idiosyncrasy to me, <laughs> although you guys understand it. I am fascinated with the convenience stores. So we're on the road, and I'm able to get to these places that I never get to. So a pilot. pilot 
the Speedway. I mean, they have Speedways up here, but there was all entirely Not a pilot, different. though. There Not were Speedways all... like the size of grocery stores that yep, we were at yep. on the way from Chicago to Nashville. So we had Pilot, we had Speedway. There was a couple other ones that were lesser names that I didn't recognize and I can't remember. But I'd be in each one of these stores. Like, John would have to go in and go to the bathroom, whatever. John would go in, go to the bathroom go out, get gas, and I'd still be in there for an extra 20 minutes looking for junk food, you know, because I'm seeing, like, goo-goo clusters and all this stuff that's, you know, made more from the South, like brands of chips Well, it is, it is. Uh, uh, yeah, what they Just, do is they stick stuff like that in different uh, convenience stores. You may, say you was a vendor and you did goo-goo clusters or whatever, yep. you would get a contract for X amount, and, and then you see all the... I'm the same way, Lance. I want to find a cake or something that yep. I've never seen when I, w I walk through the door there. Like I still have bottles of soda cake. in the fridge that I haven't even opened yet for all this, like, AL8 or something, A-Late Night or something like that. that oh, was, like, wow, this yeah. whole series of sodas that I'd never seen before. There was all kinds of chips and stuff. And, you know, it's me and Tournament of Junk. I'm fascinated right, by junk food. Right, right. So I'd be in these places for like 20 minutes, and John would probably be in the car like, come on, get the sh come on, let's go. We got to get there. You know, we got to get on the road again. So it was just the fascinating uh, um, convenience store excursions for me at number nine. All right, number eight. So, all right, number eight. Oh, God. <laughs> The hotel. Okay, so the hotel, I mapped this out. I was really good with, like, you know, doing MapQuest and all these different things to get where we were. So that we still picked... exists? MapQuest? Go ahead. Well, whatever. Not MapQuest, but whatever. Google it was Maps. Sites. Yeah, so we found, like, we had all the, everything was set up really well, and everything worked out well. We were at a Best Western, which it turns out was central to everything. We were, like, literally, like, five minutes away from everything we had to get to for the whole weekend. So it was a fantastic hotel. We really liked it. So the biggest challenge about the hotel was the shower in our room. I've never seen this before. <laughs> so when you go in the shower, it's the bathtub and the shower head is up here. So you step in and or you've got, you know, the door that closes. You've got a stand up shower. So this shower had nothing. There was no wall. There was no like bathtub. So you literally walk right straight into it. You pull the curtain and I'm like, this is weird. Like, where's the water going to go? So there's the drain at the bottom, and there's a drain also in the uh, in the bathroom itself. So I take the first shower. Between the two of us, I take the first shower the first day, and the entire fucking bathroom floor floods because of the shower. I'm like, what am I doing wrong here? You know, there's no wall. to There's no bathtub wall to keep the water from going everywhere. So there's a good inch of water on the floor in the bathroom. So I get out, I'm like, holy shit, I need like a fucking squeegee or something to push the water into the drain. So I get, you know, I, I throw a couple towels on the floor to try and sop it up. And I tell, I warn John, I'm like, dude, you're going to fall and break your neck in that bathroom because the shower flooded the floor. So come to find out. So, you know, he's more ingenuitive than I am. So he rolls up a bunch of towels and creates a fucking dam along the side of the shower. So the water that he creates stays in the shower. So come to find out, they put us in a handicapped room, and that was a handicapped shower so that, like, somebody so in the So then the handicapped person could have fell down. Is that what you're trying to tell me? So what the Apparently, fuck? no, because there was also, like, a bench in the shower. So apparently the handicapped person is supposed to come out of the wheelchair or whatever, sit on the bench, and take a shower. So sure. I'm like, first of all, 
We're not, neither one of us are handicapped. We don't need this room. We did not request this room. Second of all, well, if there is a handicapped person in the hotel, then watch this fucking room. Why are we in this room? You should have put us in a regular goddamn room. So we tell the, the we go to the front desk that morning and we're like, uh, is there some reason why the shower is flooding the bathroom floor? And they're like, yeah, you're in a handicapped room. And we're like, but as you can see, we don't need a handicap room, you know, so what should we do to keep the water from fucking all over right, the place? Right, right, right. And they're like, well, it just drains out. I'm like, well, yeah, but one of us is going to break our fucking neck trying to shave, you know, while we're in the bathroom. So crazy fucking bathroom. I don't know why they had to put us in that. Maybe they were out of rooms, whatever. But Possibly. again, yeah, yeah, that's what if somebody do, yeah. checked in that was handicapped, they would have fucking wanted to have that room. So anyway, the, the, that was the only negative about the hotel. The other thing, as you can see, my name is Flippy, and that is in tribute to the hardest working man in Nashville was they had, you know, it always says in the hotels, it always says free breakfast, whatever. This guy actually, Flippy, probably worked there for 100 years, makes breakfast in the hotel lobby, like waffles and pancakes and sausage and biscuits and gravy, you would be happy. And it was amazing. It was great for a free breakfast. You know, usually you figure it's a banana and a small box of cereal or something. It was a fantastic breakfast that this guy Flippy, bless his heart, hardest working man in Nashville, made for us every day. So I did hats that, off to Flippy. I did that same job for three solid years because I was working as the night audit guy, and we had the same thing. We had waffle maker, pancakes. Yep. I mean, it's it's a fun breakfast, and that's one it of the things great. that everybody wants to get. Biscuit and gravy, though. Big thumbs up to I, Flippy on that. So I sent you pictures gravy. of the biscuits and gravy. Yeah, it was really good. So, all right. So, at number eight, like I said, hotel overall, very good. Just the weirdness of the shower was the weird thing. So, all right. At number seven, just simply put, the fact that I was able, the stars aligned, and I was able to take a road trip at this age with my best friend, who I've been buddies with for over 30 years. We call each other brother because that's how we feel about each other. But just the fact that, you know, you got wives, you got kids, you got ex-wives, you got jobs, you got a second job in some cases. And for some reason, somehow, some way, the stars aligned and I was able to go on a road trip and spend a three-day weekend with my buddy. So just number seven, John, hats off to you, man. We had the best time. It was so much fun. Just a, can't, can't duplicate it. We had done trips back in the day. You know, we did Tampa, we did Philly, we did other stuff. But who knew at this point, at this age, with all the kids and responsibilities that we have, you know, that we'd be able to pull it off. But we did. It was fantastic. I think it's awesome. And, and it's seven. one of those things. I mean, this podcast would have never happened uh, if it wouldn't have been for Facebook and, and us all yeah. being friends again. And, yeah. and John's always been a huge supporter of the podcast from the start, always sends me a note. Uh, I just, I hate it. I was four and a half hours away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not the full seven, eight, seven and a half to eight hours to Chicago. But I'll be back in Chicago or somewhere close one day so we can yeah. all get together again. We cool, kept saying, cool, cool. you know, how much it would have been so so much fun if you would have been able to be there, buddy. So all we right. wanted you to be there. So, all right. At number, let's see, where are we at? We're at number six. So at number six is the random meets that you have when you're at StarCast, the random run-ins with celebrities, wrestling celebrities. So I want to Like start I did with, with Billy Gunn. Remember that well, run-in I had with I, Billy yep, Gunn? Yep, I'm yeah. going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. That's, run yeah, in. sort of. So we'll Ooh. start out with Giselle Shaw. We always talk about Giselle Shaw. 
a knockout, just an absolute knockout. Uh, so wait, was, wait, before you go any yes, further, you yes. each person that you talk about right here, you got to tell me whether they smelt good or not, okay? Uh, Giselle Shaw smelt amazing, yeah. She oh, smelled smell, really good. Smell. She smelled really good. So super friendly, super sweet. Uh, we talked about, you know, her position and her role as she came out earlier this year as trans, and we talked about that. We invited her to be on the show. Hopefully we can work that out. But just a, a real sweetheart, uh, really open about everything. Uh, we talked about, you know, would you want to be the poster child and would you want to be a baby face? Because she's a heel. And right, we, right. I said, why aren't you a baby face? You could be like this big, you know, like poster child for your cause. And she said, I'm not really interested in that. I just want to be who I am. We, you know, you know, we speculated on that when we were talking about her on yeah. uh on WTF on the Patreon version, we talked yeah. about her, and right. that was what we had speculated. It's really some people like that, and it's like me, you know. I, people want me to be a poster child uh, for the most handsome man in the world, but I, I can't do it. I just <laughs> I already took that over. I wasn't oh, I wasn't oh. bequeathing the title to you, my friend. So don't worry. So anyway, so Giselle was great. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we can have her on the show. Uh, the next one was the Briscoes, who John is like a massive fan of the Briscoes. Oh, awesome, so awesome, we, awesome. We actually, um, we started talking, we met a guy in the lobby at Flippy's Breakfast, actually, at the hotel, who was working behind the scenes at Starcast. Turns out this guy was driving the Briscoes. So we see the Briscoes at the meet and greets, and we see this guy that we had been talking to right, in the hotel right. lobby, and he calls us over. He's like, hey, you want to get a picture with him? And so we're talking to the Briscoes, the most humble like yes ma'am no ma'am yes sir no oh, sir wow. type of guys you would never have guessed about those guys just the most humble nice I don't know guys. I kind of guess that because it. of their work ethic they have such a I mean the things that they do I mean we kid around about a chicken farm but that's hard work guys it's <laughs> just be shockingly work. the most humble guys you can imagine so that was one another one that we had Jacob Fatu so right immediately after the Ric Flair card on the final night we're leaving the building and we're walking down the street. We're maybe a block or two away from the building. And we see Brian Pillman Jr. and Jacob Fatu and a couple others are waiting for either cabs or Ubers or whatever. So I don't really care that much about Pillman. He's take it or leave it. But I like Jacob Fatu a lot. And so I just go up to him and start talking to him outside. And I said, hey, brother, when are you going to leave the small time and go to the big time? Because you need to get on the big stage, you know, and he was super nice too. He just says he wants to wait and see where fate takes him. He's not in a hurry. He just wants to see where awesome, fate decides awesome, to put him. Awesome. So nice guy, super nice guy. He was like very appreciative when I was telling him what a great match he had and what a big fan I am of his, uh, the neck, the, the final day. So we're getting ready to leave on Monday. So we're in the lobby. We're in breakfast rather in the lobby. And, we're sitting there eating Flippy's breakfast. Who walks in? Dave Prazak, former guest of the show, Dave Prazak, who's now an announcer with GCW, was formerly Rand Shimmer. And so I've known Dave for years. You've known Dave probably even hey, he's He was a subscriber to Wrestling Riot. Back in the day, I've known him for, you know, I've never met him. That's the weird thing. I've never yes. met him. So. so we had met, Dave and I had met no, numerous times at the Shimmer shows. And so right away, I recognized him and he recognized me. We hadn't seen each other. You know, there hadn't been a Shimmer right, in a long right. time. So we were talking like 15, 20 minutes while we're eating breakfast. We're just like shooting the shit about the whole weekend and all the different things that happened. So that was another reading. And then hearkening back to your pissing next to Billy Gunn story. Oh, oh, my, oh. My buddy is in the bathroom at StarCast 
standing at the urinal. I come in and I'm about to go to a different one. Who is he standing next to pissing? Rick Steiner. John? John was standing next to John Rick Steiner? John was at a urinal and Rick Steiner oh was right next to him. So I, I, all I could think about was you and Billy Gunn back at uh, the original StarCast. So just Damn. amazing. You know, they didn't speak or anything. They were doing their business. You know, they didn't even break any gaze or anything. But they they took a piss next to each other. So that was John's brush with greatness. I just, man, I have a shot penis. And, and, and when you're in there with a guy like <laughs> Billy Gunn, man, Man, that got caught. Now, I, I will can't. say, um, if in terms of the smells, Dave Prezak smelled good. The Briscoes had no smell, which was uh, kind of a surprise as well. Uh, <laughs> Jacob Fetu, we were outside, so I couldn't smell anything. Oh. And Rick Steiner, I didn't want to get close because he was pissing. So that's, yeah, that's I true. I mean, smells. if you went up to him, went. That, that would have been, been creepy. Yeah, yeah creepy. creepy. All right, like guys, would you would have been creepy. You, all yeah, right, guys, but, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back uh, with Lance talking about five, four, three, two, one. Are you enjoying the episode? Well, Cash App us. That's right. Dollar sign BTSTS. You don't have Cash App? Download it and get five dollars. That's right, five dollars. That's dollar sign BTSTS. Dollar sign BTSTS. Hey, use our Uber Eats code Eats Dash Brian T two four seven nine O U E. That's Eats Dash Brian T two four seven nine zero U E. Use that code and get twenty dollars off a twenty five dollar order. Mysterious Productions. Let's get Ooh. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Spunk Lube. Spunk Lube is the perfect blend of water and silicone. It is an all-purpose personal lubricant that can be used for any occasion. You will love the natural feeling and look of it. It is safe for sensitive skin. Go to spunklube.com and tell them shoot my shiznit sake. Saturday night. And it's going down, me and her being at it for a couple of rounds. When things got dry, man, I'm... Does your helpy troll look more like the happy highway? That's right. We're going to talk about Manscaped. That's STS Pod 20 for 20% off. Let's get me some music, some background going on here. All right. All right. I like that. Yep. Yep. So does your bush peek out over your fence? If you had to even think about the answer, you need the revolutionary products from Manscaped. Success is when preparation meets opportunity. And Manscaped's Platinum Package will make sure package get it. Will make sure you're prepared when opportunity strikes. Join the six million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with my code STSPOD20. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0, you want to know, it's the one shop for the man who deserves it all. They designed the package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. 
Inside the Platinum Package, which you'll get 20% off, you'll find the one more 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker. It's for your ear and nose. It's an ear and nose trimmer. You'll get the Ultra Premium Body Wash, the Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, the Ultra Premium Deodorant. You'll get some crop preserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant, crop reviver, ball spray, anti-chafing boxers, and the shed travel bag to hold your goods while traveling. That's right. All of that. All of that with 20% off. Manscaped.com and use code, promo code that is, STSPOD20. Use the platinum package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. Now, on with the show. Cut that stupid music. All right, back from commercial. Look, uh, I've got to say something, all right? A big yeah. shout out to John. Uh, and then what I'm going to do right here is Lance, I'm going to tell a big secret right here, and I'm telling Uh-oh. it to John and all the listeners right now, but I'm muting Lance. He can't talk <laughs> during this section. He cannot say a word in here. So... John, thank you. Thank you for wearing the shirt for more than 20 minutes. I got a big secret. I've been I've been really holding this back the whole time. And I'm going to go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. John, you know how Lance tries to be cool and everything, and he never wears uh he always wears a V-neck or a rock and roll t-shirt, and and he don't want to tell anyone he's got a podcast or he don't want to wear a shirt because he thinks he's not part of the IWC. He thinks he's not. He thinks it's a billboard. Well, I got to tell you something. Every time he leaves a merch table, those people that he went up to and talked to, they say, why is that goober wearing a rock and roll shirt? And why does he not have a podcast? He's at a wrestling convention. All right. So Lance, since I muted him, he couldn't hear it either. So that was just John and me, right? If you mute somebody, they can't hear. No, no. Oh, I, I got confused there. Sorry about that. Also, oh, big time. Uh, lots of stuff coming. <laughs> best of the best. Patreon tomorrow night. Episode three hits the main feed Thursday. We have a G1 by the end of the uh a G1 Cool Kids Countdown by the end of the month, sometime by the end of the month, maybe start next month. Who hell knows? Uh, a record store. You got a record store coming. Uh, we're also still have not, I have not did spin the wheel. I'll be doing that and also picking a winner from the con that I went to with Austin Lane and Nikki Lane. And we'll also be talking about that on the Patreon version of this. We had a couple people request Talk about the con experience. So that will be fun to do on Patreon. Lance, five, four, three, two, one. Get at it, brother. I saw pictures of you at that con. You were smoking hot. That's all I, I know. I was. <laughs> That's yeah, why so. I've seen somebody say that. I don't know. All right. So at number five, it's one of the highlights of now we're going to get into all the wrestling stuff. So at number five, one of the highlights from Starcast's past and current is the panels. I know, you know, we had a lot of fun at the first StarCast when you were able to be there with us, and we sat in on a bunch of panels. There were panels on this one that I thought I really was looking forward to. So the first one was the uh, Brian Danielson and Renee Young. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was the sessions. She used to call her show Oral Sessions, so now it's just sessions. So whatever. Somebody 
complained about that or whatever. I, yeah, so, I've been at a panel at Danielson during uh, Wizard World Con, and he was awesome during that. Yeah, it was real so awesome. It was funny to hear them swearing. That cracked me up just for whatever reason. Hearing Brian Danielson and Renee Young swearing was funny to me. Brian was very diplomatic. He did not bury WWE. Uh, he did say his last year there was quote magical. And I'm, I obviously you could tell the sarcasm, but he didn't really bury him. He did say he hated doing Total Bellas. He, he did, came right out saying that. I hated doing that because it was all so contrived. Uh, just a really authentic guy. And I thought Renee, um, really good interviewer. I used to hate her on Raw as the play-by-play. Really? I always desk. liked her. Yeah. I, I thought her. she was just so out of place, but she's such a good interviewer. I thought she was really good at this. She was very at ease with him, especially because they have a history. So that was the first panel I really liked. Uh, the next one was the Foley is Pod, which was the uh, day three, which was Foley, Mick Foley, our buddy Mick Foley with Conrad. Conrad's just such a pro at everything he does. This guy is just really good at what he does. Uh, we got to hang out with Mick afterwards. Mick pulled us backstage at the after the panel was done. Uh, and so we're back there talking to him. He had just been hacked. His Twitter had just been hacked. Oh, so wow. if you followed the if you followed the exploits of Mick over the weekend, like they kept offering PlayStation 5s under Mick's name and saying, send, <laughs> you know, send click here to hit a to get a free PlayStation 5 and this, that, and the other. So he was, you know, trying to get that fixed while we were backstage with him. And so we're back there with him, you know, in the war room of the panels. And who comes walking in but Paige? Paige. Oh, here, wow. Who is now Soraya or whatever she's going by. Right, right. So so she was the next panel, which we didn't really sit in for too much. We did sit in for a little bit of it. So I will just say she was uh, she denied having any work done. Yeah, right. The fact Whatever. Of what, yeah, I've she seen said that, yeah. she said he might she might have had her lips done at one point when mm-hmm. she was younger. And hey, she did you get a you got a close up of Paige? Is she, is she, yeah, because we talked about she this smelled good. I will say that she smelled good. But we talked about some of the girls that you see on TV are so much prettier in person when you see them you go oh my god was she a good looking girl in person yes very good looking and very buxom bursting out of that tube top she was wearing despite the fact that she had never gotten any work done yeah she She got boobs what the hell we all know she i think she actually in the panel she actually said uh, her body changed as she was getting older. That's what she oh. was trying to put it off on, is saying, oh, yeah, well, now I was well, 19 be, back then, and cool I'm 29 now. You know? Yeah, what so, the yeah, so, Go ahead. Anyway, so the last panel was the uh, Kevin Nash panel, which it was 20, like, 25 minutes straight of masturbation jokes. It, like, the entire thing was, like, masturbation jokes with uh, with. And Kevin you hated Nash. that. No, it's penis it, jokes you it don't was like. Just, it's just... It was a train wreck, but yet by the end of it, it was actually entertaining. It was one of those things where you like you couldn't look away just because it was so bad. So he did. He was okay. He was okay. Like I said, it started with a bunch of dick jokes and masturbation jokes, and then he actually they did talk about some wrestling and stuff. And then Foley broke in and joined them, and so it got better when the two of them were on stage. So anyway, so the panels at number five. Those were the five. I wanted to see the Gargano one, but it was conflicting with the um, New Japan card, so we couldn't stay for it. So that was number five. Any comments on the panels? No, no. There, I love the panels. I actually have subscribed not this time, but almost every. Uh, I actually did the one we went to. I, I still have them on fight, but I have not. I didn't get anything on here. There was really nothing that that just you know stood out except maybe Danielson. Uh, but I was going to get the flare roast, and then I and you're you're fixing to talk about it. I 
Go ahead. Talk about it. I'll tell you all why right. I didn't get it. So yep. go ahead. So like now, like I said, we're getting into all the events that we attended over the weekend. So the first thing, literally the first thing on that Friday night was the flare roast. So that's at number four. It was a typical roast. It was filthy. It was, you know, completely adult, although there were some people there with kids, which kind of felt out of place. I would say there was a couple thousand people there. That was in the big room that they they had most of this, the uh, events in, and they had that room pretty well filled. So I'd say a couple thousand for sure. What was interesting is that the wrestling people were almost all to a T, all of them were terrible. They, like... They didn't either, they didn't get the format of a roast or the jokes were just not funny. <laughs> there were only a couple of them that were good. We'll get to them. Then they peppered in stand-up comedians throughout the whole thing. And those guys were actually great. The, the comedy that those guys did was fantastic. And they actually sort of, it seemed like they knew their stuff and they were talking about flair. So the comedians were mostly all very good. The wrestlers were almost all bad. Where was Arn? Where was Tully? Where was J.J. Dillon? Like, none of those guys were there, which was odd to me because some of those guys were actually in town. Like, Arn was in town. I don't know why he didn't appear at this. So the ones that were good, the wrestling people that were good, Bully Ray, out of all people, Bully Ray was fantastic. Bully Ray literally took the page, you know, he had a sheet of paper and he ripped it up. You know, I don't know if it was symbolic or whatever, but he ripped it up saying he was going off script. And he was good. It was very sentimental. It was really well-spoken. Uh, the two that were the worst were Eric Bischoff, who spent oh about two or three minutes talking about his balls. And I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? So just terrible. But we can Brian, do that. I mean, if you need to. I mean, because we are sponsored by Manscaped. Promo code STSPOD20. He might Let's need that. Let's talk about BT's balls. Eric Bischoff's balls. Had nothing to do with anything. He never brought it to full circle, so it had anything to do with flair. The other one that was terrible was Brian Knobs, which I'll cut him a little bit of slack because he's been so sick of late, but he was completely incoherent. He was probably drunk. Uh, Probably, yeah, yeah. The combination of being not healthy and then drunk on top of it, he Ugh. was just completely incoherent. The other highlight was they, they towards the end of it, they had a rock video play. Like, rock had filmed a video for Flair. Just the most charismatic guy. Like, I'm not telling you anything oh, you yeah, don't know yeah. about the rock, but just amazing that it was on video. He wasn't even there live, and it was one of the highlights of the damn thing <laughs> with all the people there. So the other thing that stood out about it was the women were so horribly out of place. They had Tori Wilson. They had Vicky Guerrero. Uh, you felt bad because of all this talk about dicks and penises and balls and stuff. I mean, all of this terrible stuff at a typical roast and to have these women sitting there. And they kept referring to Wendy, Ric Flair's, you know, Fifi the maid, whatever, right, right, wife, right. whatever they are. Uh, they kept referring to her as Wondrous Wendy. Like, everybody called her Wondrous Wendy. I'm like, all right, enough with that. Just fucking all call right. her Wendy. I was, from this point on, you have to call me Wondrous, Wondrous PT. PT. Yeah. And you said something of Vicky Guerrero. You sent me a message. Much better looking woman. Yeah. Live, like yes. we were talking about. They're yeah. much prettier when they're uh, sometimes live. I've always, You know I've always liked Vicky, but uh, got tired of her also, but... But it's just one of those things is when you meet some of those uh, people that's on TV all the time, you're just totally shocked. I mean, I had a bunch of people at the con come up to me and say, you know, I can't believe you're just, devil. you're just as ugly as you are on cam. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, yeah, the thing with Vicky is the next day after the roast, so it was Saturday. No, it was Sunday, I believe. 
we were walking with Mick. We were going from his panel to his, he was doing a meet and greet and he, so he had to get to the other room. So we're walking with Mick and we're walking down this corridor and who comes right next to, who comes up right next to us is Vicky with, I forget who she was with, but so standing next to her face to face, I'm like, wow, she's actually, yeah, she's attractive. I was really surprised. They make her out to be, you know, a monster on TV. Right, right, the, right, right. The personality and probably the makeup and stuff. But yeah, in person, just a, a, an attractive lady. So I'll say awesome, that. Awesome, awesome. So, all right. So that was number four. At number three, we have the New Japan card. So on Saturday afternoon, we had to move from one part of StarCast across the buildings to another set, another room for the New Japan card. So that's it was a New Japan Strong, basically. So it was the seating was one of the biggest takeaways. The seating was a total clusterfuck. We had paid for like second row seats, I think. And there was no ushers like telling people where their seats were. It was just regular folding chairs. People were sitting wherever the fuck they wanted. Uh, when we got there, we didn't get there that late, and all the seats were taken. We're like, well, we have second row seats, so we're going to sit down somewhere. So we're talking to, like, they had basically the security was, like, basically unpaid volunteers that were doing it. Seats weren't <laughs> numbered. They People were moving the chairs all over the place. So that was a clusterfuck. But once everything got settled, a well, fun card for sure. A couple of the highlights were FTR was super over. Like, I know Dave's talked about how over these guys are. They're just ridiculously over right now. So, and it, shockingly, they lost in the six man. It was them and Alex Zane against Aussie Open and TJP, and they actually lost. It was surprising. So, good match, three and three quarters. I gave it, uh, but just to see the crowd reaction to FTR, um, especially in Nashville. So, I mean, kind of more in the south, you know. Yeah, but you got the hardcore. The yeah, you got the hardcore fans at this. It doesn't really matter where you're at because you got hardcore that absolutely love FTR. Yep. So and you you got a team that is loved by the AEW core and a team that's also loved by the Cornets, the the people that are the Colton yeah. Cornet. It's just yeah. almost like a turning them babyface was a good idea. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the crowd turned them babyface. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, know, but I mean, like that AEW was a did, but I think the crowd turned them, and then they just went with it. So the other highlight on the card, I mean, we got to see, you know, a couple of the great Japanese and New Japan stars, but the other highlight was the main event was John Moxley against Despy. I call him Despy because I'm an insider, of course, but Desperado, El Desperado, but Despy to me and you, BT. Right, so, right, right. Be- best match of the, of the card, uh, it was a no DQ, just a hardcore match, tons of blood, tons of weapons. Really? John Moxley Shockingly, bled? yes, shockingly. Oh, bled. my God. So there was skewers stuck in both of their heads. Oh. Uh, the, weapon that, the weapon that I had never seen before was a, they had a board, and it was covered with cut, um, like, soda or beer cans. So the cans were cut in half Aluminum, yeah, and then yeah. attached to oh. the board. So basically, if you got slammed on it, you got slammed on open aluminum cans. And they did both get slammed on this board. So it was ridiculous. I had never seen that before. I do that I, on Saturday night right here. <laughs> we do that every Saturday night. Bed. Yep, jumping <laughs> off the top of the bed. So the New Japan car was a lot of fun. Like I said, once the seating thing was squared away, uh, but that was a mess. But once it got squared away, it was a fun card. So that is number three, leading right into number two. We had to literally leave the New Japan car to hustle across town to get to SummerSlam at Nissan Stadium. So SummerSlam, just a beautiful stadium. I don't know if you've ever been to Nissan Stadium, but beautiful I have, I have. stadium. 
It holds like seventy five thousand people. So Something they had like tarp- that. Yeah, yeah. They tarped off one side of it because they had sold about forty thousand tickets, which is still an amazing accomplishment. You know, people were ripping on them. Oh, they couldn't sell it out, and oh, they tarped off. Fuck that. Fucking yeah, forty thousand yeah, people. It was the biggest crowd I've ever been in a wrestling show for. You know, so it was a really cool atmosphere. That stadium, I found out that stadium's like thirty years old, but man, brand. It looked like it was brand new. So perfect. There's not it really. You're far away, but during a football game, it's really fun. The football game's constantly something going on, and uh, you know, it's not when you're you're sitting through commercials. They have shit yeah. going on constantly. So yeah, very so very good. I will be there in December to see the Cowboys against the Titans. Was, so I'm excited. There were some good food choices. We had some pizza there that was like a fresh baked homemade. Awesome, pizza awesome, yeah. Good. So some good stuff. We had nosebleeds. I mean, we didn't, we didn't, we knew we were going to go to SummerSlam, but we didn't rush to buy tickets because we knew right, it was right. going to sell out. So we bought tickets literally that day, like nosebleeds, and we were sitting upper deck. But you had great view of the screen. You could see everything, so it was fine. So a couple highlights from that show. I thought live, I didn't like it nearly as much as the the. You know, the Observer voters liked that card and liked that show. I I didn't like it as much as they did either. They, I mean, uh, they really liked the show. They got a bunch of thumbs up. I thought, and I know what match you're going to say was the best match because that's the only thing you like to watch. But uh, WWE is is the two girls that wrestled 20,000 times against each other. Uh, But it it was a good match. My favorite stuff was at the end, which was just all fun. Uh, yep. With Roman and and Lesnar, but I thought the car, I was real disappointed because I still haven't went back and watched. Uh, you and Ed both said Street Profits and then uh, Street Profits against uh, Usos. Mm-hmm. Meltzer put it over. Ed put it over. You put it over. And I didn't go back and watch it. I said I'm gonna watch this match at SummerSlam. And it man, that match fell apart. I mean, if you the watch Street Profits. The, Yes. Oh, yeah. not a good match at all. It, it, no. When they did the first hot tag, uh, and then after they went for the second heat, it just it really fell apart. It's something to watch. Uh, go back and watch it on Peacock. You'll see the psychology is way yeah. off. I don't know what happened. So, so you're right. The Becky and Bianca was to me it was the best match. Three and a half. I, it started the show. I liked the fact three that and they, a half. Yeah. and it was the best match. Good yeah, God, on that card. Yeah, like on that card, it, yeah. it was. So Bailey and EO, EO Sky now and Dakota Kai returning. I think that was good because it's going to mix up the faces, you know, some new fresh faces in the mix there. Logan Paul, hateable guy, but continues to click. The guy works hard. He's loved he him. Miscast. I think he's miscast as a face, but he works hard. I got to give him credit. How did you he, not give that match four stars? Oh, it was, I mean, it was good, but I mean, he was oh, blown up. I think Meltzer gave it four and a half. It's yeah, it crazy. Was, yeah. yeah. Very and good then, match. Uh, Very Pat good McAfee match. and Baron Corbin, or did whatever, Happy Corbin was terrible. Uh, it wasn't any good. They didn't mix at all, and it had nothing to do with Happy Corbin, or it just didn't work. It just didn't yeah. work. Yeah, every, and what cracks me up is everybody loves McAfee. He got a great reaction, and everybody hates Corey Graves. I'm like, I don't know what the difference is. They're both good announcers. They're both I love entertaining. those guys. Yeah, I love I like, them. I, I love like both Pat of them. McAfee. And I, I tweeted about, why does everybody love Pat McAfee but hates Corey Graves? And somebody responded, like, because Graves is an asshole. I'm like, he's a heel. I mean, it's an entertaining act. I don't get why they hate him so much. But anyway, the crowd was very forgiving. The match sucked. Part of it was because Corbin was on top most of the time, too. 
Uh, why he was never Jeff miss, He never misses a move up. Y'all, He's y'all, just so the, it, boring. the IWC really gives him hell for no reason. So, so boring. So, never then, miss, miss. Why was Jeff know? Jarrett the referee? We've been saying that, you know, in the in the Usos Profits match. Why was he the referee? It made no sense. And why bury the Profits? You know, unless they're planning on splitting them and making Montel Ford a uh, big star. Losing or whatever. is not really bearing them, but they did the match. But they've lost every time to the Usos. So they've bad. never gotten a win. So. And then they further buried Riddle. I didn't get that one either. They had no, Riddle come out. They either. canceled the match, and then they have Rollins bury him again. Yeah. So what was the deal with Ronda? Did she turn? Did Liv Morgan turn? What the hell happened there? That was weird and short. And then, like you said, the main event was a spectacle. We saw the truck being moved in or whatever it was, the tractor or cherry pick or whatever it was. So we saw that being moved in, and we're wondering, like, what the fuck is that? So obviously we knew it had to come into play. So he tips over the ring. Brock tips over the ring. Heyman goes through a table. Uh, theory gets laid out. Loved it, just, it. I loved the match. It was just fun. There was just, just so much going on. Yeah, yeah. So and I fun. mean, the match itself wasn't anything special. It was just all of the other bullshit that yep, went along yep. with it. So I, agree I was entertained by it. We that was one of those matches that we said we would never forget because it was so fucking weird right, and there was right, just so right. much shit going on. So that was our SummerSlam experience. So that was number two. And then you did you watch it that night or what did you watch? Yeah, yeah. I watched it. I actually watched it the next day. Uh, I mean, early, early. I got up and had the day off and actually watched it. And, and like I said, I, I I would say thumbs in the middle at the most. But, the you know, best. it's just yeah. one of those things. Uh, uh, but I did. I thought uh, my favorite match was the main event. My second favorite was Miz and uh, was Miz and Logan Paul. Logan and Paul. Yeah. you gave it three and a half. I gave it three and a half, too. But I definitely didn't think it was the best match on the show, so. So yeah, the Logan Paul, I think what you just said about Corbin, I think I that kind of Miz. I look at the Miz the same way. He's, he's the all, same way. He never yeah, messes up. Never. Yeah, he's a professional. And I mean, do we hate him? Yeah, we hate him. I mean, part I of know. it is is a heel. He's a pain in the ass heel. So you hate him because of that. But I've always respected Miz, and I think that he does a really good job at he what does. he does. He did a fantastic you know? job. You gotta. So. And then Logan Paul is a natural man. You talk about totally. a natural. Yes. Oh. And same thing with McAfee. I mean, McAfee had a oh, bad yeah, draw because yeah. you know they yeah, just yeah, didn't yeah. mix. But we've seen McAfee do some good stuff before. Yeah, but so. I mean, it's, I don't know, man. I don't know if I've seen somebody that good after their second match. I yeah. just he's a natural. He's a yeah. natural. He's an athlete. Uh, same thing with McAfee. McAfee. I was going to mention he made some comment because uh, they were talking about his big contract that he got. And uh, they asked him why he thought he was popular, and he's he's just so humble. He's just like, I don't know, I don't know why people like listening to me, but I'm happy that they do. Yeah. And I thought, I mean, I know we're on a very small scale compared to his podcast, but I feel that same way too. I'm just every time someone says, "Oh man," I'm, or I look at the numbers, I'm just I'm humbled. I'm really yeah. humbled. So. Yep, agreed. Thank you. All right, all right. All right, number so we're one. at number one, the number one takeaway of the Nashville road trip. It's got to be the Ric Flair's final match card. So just uh, talk about atmospheres, you know. So we had the Flair roast was um, was Friday. Then we had the New Japan and SummerSlam on Saturday. And then we end the weekend with the Flair card, which was just an amazing three days. So we start out, we had the Frank the Clown surprise at the beginning of the show. He gets laid out by Jacob Fatu. Frank the Clown, Chicago's very own, you know, who I've had, you know, mentioned in the uh, breakout stars that J this guy should be a star. He's a heat magnet. 
Got a lot of heat there. Was a surprise to see him there, but it was good to see him. And, of course, uh, Foley had to play a role in that, too. The Lucha 4-Way was definitely probably the best match of the whole weekend. So four and a quarter stars. It was Black Tarus, Laredo Kid, Bandito, and Phoenix. One of my favorites this of all time now is Phoenix. So Tarus saves Bandito from a broken neck. Oh, my neck. God. Yes, he, he does did. He saved crazy his crazy dive ass. over the top, and Tarus caught him at the last possible oh second. God. And his head was like, we could even see from where, I mean, we didn't have bad seats at all. But I, call him, where, I call him Taurus, so Taurus, I'm an insider. Yeah. Like I'm a insider. Ford Taurus? Yeah, so, that's what I call I think the insiders call him Taurus. Taurus, like Roosh. Yeah, that's Roosh. probably right. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, but <laughs> saved him by like an inch or two from breaking yeah, his yes, neck yes. because he was going headfirst into the floor. So another highlight of match that I was looking forward to, which disappointed actually, was Jacob Fatu and Josh Alexander. I was really looking forward to it. And then I realized like neither one of these guys can lose. Neither one of these guys can afford a pinfall here. So they did the cheap Matt Cardona and Brian Myers running. So it's a no finish basically. Disappointing because I really wanted to see those guys go and they, they ended it pretty quickly. And then we go to the Flair match. So Flair worked way more than I was expecting him to. He he was in there way more. I thought he would start the match, tag out to Andrade, and then tag back in at the end. But he was in and out throughout the entire thing. So he worked way more. Place was on its feet the entire time. Um, that's a really small, very old school auditorium um, the Na in Nashville. I, I would imagine you've been there and probably yep. worked at it, I would imagine. I've so, been there, yep. So it was a really small, old school feeling to it. It was a great vibe, great atmosphere. Like I said, the, the audience, it was not a sellout because there were definitely some upper rafter seats that we saw that were empty. But You're not going to believe this, but you just said something. I've never worked a card in Nashville. Okay. But I've been, been close. Place. I've been very close, uh, uh, you know, to all the towns around. But that's really weird. I just, yeah, I never thought about that. But I, I don't guess I obviously worked a card in Nashville. So, so the place came unglued anytime Flair did anything. Yep, just yep, Flair yep. getting in the ring, the place came unglued. And like I said, they were on their feet the entire time, the whole match. Double J can still go. Jeff Jarrett can still oh my go. God. He looked yes, great yes. cosmetically. He looked amazing. He looked great. Uh, and his wife looked great too. I'll just oh, say that. Cosmetically, he, she looked great yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And he looked, I mean, he could still go. I was really impressed. You know, you figured Jay Lethal and Andrade were going to be. Yeah, he's, the, me and him work. graduated the same year Jeff is, uh, is 55, I think. And he just turned 55. This I was year, impressed. I yeah, yeah, I yeah, was 55. impressed. Looked good. He got, he yeah. got ready for that match, guys. He, for sure. He, he did. Flair, of course, did all the hits. He bled. You know, he did the figure four. He pinned Double J with a figure four. I gave the entire thing for, like, I know Dave didn't even grade it, or I didn't even read Dave's report, but I gave the entire thing four and a half stars in the sense of the atmosphere of oh, being wow. there for the moment. Yeah, it had the to match, be because you were no. there live, yes. Right, the match, <laughs> not at all. The match was not. The match was what you expected it to be. The guy's 73 years old. He's not going to do the fucking flip into the turnbuckle you know he's not going to do the jump off the top turnbuckle like he used to do back in the day he's going to do the minimum of what he had to do to perform that match and i thought it was entertaining it was a really entertaining match here's the it deal everybody mostly, that, it was yeah. the atmosphere it was well, the everybody live there. that was there that i i saw the comments from absolutely loved it had a good yeah. time they knew what it was everybody watching it on pay-per-view i talked to guys in the business I talked to just fans. Me and Rhino had a Patreon uh, on it 
nobody. It was just all we could say was it was god awful horrible. Yeah. Flair has come out in the last few days on his podcast to say he passed out twice during the match and didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Uh, which is really scary, but he said he was uh, he was not hydrated. So I mean, I've been that way. You know, my sugar went down, and I wasn't hydrated at uh, in Chicago that night. I couldn't even find my way to the car. So you it, need it a Reese. You need a Reese peanut cup. I did. I had to get one, and it's one of those things where it just it it messes with the brain and everything. I'm glad he's alive. I thought yeah. it was god awful horrible, but I, I you know what. I would have, I would have never said no about watching it. I had to watch it. Right. I had to buy it. Yep. I had to watch it because I've been a, I'm a wrestling fan. So yeah. it's just one of those things. Is it? You know, it's he said. Uh, I think uh, Lance talked about it. I'm uh, not Lance. Uh, Dave did talk about. It. You need to read that. I think he said something about the worst match ever, worst retirement, worst this and, and everything. So he, and he said it was very sad. He said it was very sad the way he felt after and the match. I didn't. I felt sad during the match a couple of times, going uh But then mm-hmm. I was just like, he got what he. You know, and then two weeks later, he's in Puerto Rico trying to do some angles. So I don't know he, what they end up yeah. doing there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought it, it was, was a horrible match. If I'd been yeah. there, I would have felt the same way you did. Yeah, so. I mean, if that was anybody else and you were watching that match, if that was four other guys and you didn't care about, there was no emotional attachment or anything, and there was no history like Ric Flair has, you would say terrible match. It was a, you know, a zero stars abortion, if we can use that term. But yeah, but it was just the entire atmosphere of being there, the aura. And like you said, we were debating even going to it, and then John's like, oh, no, we have to go. We're in Nashville. We have to go to that show. We're going to regret it if we don't. And so he was right. We, we went, and we enjoyed it. There was one other funny bit. Um, there was a run-in by a blonde, and I thought, oh, there's Charlotte. Charlotte's doing a run-in. And it, we were far enough away that I couldn't tell that it wasn't Charlotte. And I'm like, oh, cool, Charlotte's doing a run-in. And it turns out it was her sister, who's married to Conrad. That, that, was, that was damn good. It looked, uh, I, told, uh, I told the wife, I said, I'm, I'm assuming it was all called beforehand. Yeah. But, man, it looked like a shoot because, uh, because I, I keep calling her Karen Angle, but she's been Karen Jarrett forever. Uh, she, she was so good. She actually... Yeah. Said, I'll, "I'll if you touch me again, I'll whoop your effing ass or something like that." It was done really well to the, the point where I thought, "Well, I don't know if these girls took this shit serious or not." But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun, like you said. I, I, I can understand why people watching it on TV didn't get the same reaction as us there because, like I said, there was confetti all over the place. It was just an incredible, um, uh, like aura to be in that situation. So, just an incredible weekend, you know, between the roast, Starcast itself, you know, the New Japan, the SummerSlam in such a huge environment, and then the Flair card. It was just an amazing three day weekend. I wish you could have been there, man. Me too, man. And we'll be here, same bad time, same bad channel, on the best little wrestling podcast in the business. Be there. And as everyone knows, I love my mama. And after that controversy in the last episode, I found the other drumsticks, so I have two drumsticks now, so I can be a true rocker, and I have fun everywhere I go, including Nashville, especially Nashville. Memphis Wrestling is on the road. Catch us live. 
Our next live TV taping is Sunday, August 21st at the Wrestle Center, and you will not want to miss it. Reserve your seat at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. Friday night, September 2nd, Memphis Wrestling returns to Crenshaw, Mississippi for a big night of action benefiting the city of Crenshaw. 7 p.m. bell time, Crenshaw Fire Department. Saturday, September 3rd is our next free watch party at Dave & Buster's. Watch WWE Clash at the Castle with us absolutely free. Sunday, September 4th, watch AEW All Out absolutely free with us at Dave & Buster's. It's back-to-back -back and it's all free. Saturday, September 10th, Memphis Wrestling returns to the Dyer County Fair. It's main event Saturday, and it's free with fair admission. All tickets are on sale now. Get yours right now at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. Missouri, get ready! That's right for American Hostile Championship Wrestling, North Pemiscott High School, 102 School Street, on September the 17th. Bell time 7:30. Ringside's 15. General admission 14 dollars. Save two dollars on advance tickets. Get ready, Wardell, Missouri, to come out and see the Moonshiners. Rude. Addison Kane, Denzel Rollins, Simon of the Posse. Also a big American Hostile Championship Wrestling title match. Big Jack Parker with Money Mark versus Problem Child Aaron Roberts with Justin Case. And also an American Hostile Championship Wrestling tag team title match. The LA Hustlers versus the New Sensations. Mark Southern Jr. and Astonishing Austin. Be there, Wardell, Missouri, September the 17th, bell time, 7.30 p.m. Cards of change, follow American Hostile Championship Wrestling on Facebook by searching American Hostile Championship Wrestling. This is a fundraiser for North Pemiscot Mustang Sports. This episode is also brought to you by SpunkLoop.com. Remember when you're getting funky like a monkey, if you know what I mean, use Spunky. That's right. Go to www.SpunkLoop.com and tell them STS Pod sent you. want the best you got the best the best little wrestling podcast in the business all episodes on www.stspod.club did you enjoy that episode cash app us at dollar sign btsts if you've never downloaded the cash app app Download it today. You'll get a free, that's right, a free $5 for using the code dollar sign BTSTS. That's dollar sign BTSTS. 
was another great episode of Shooting the Shiznit. Thank you for listening, and thank you to all our sponsors. A big shout-out to Bob McGee at Pro Wrestling's Between the Sheets. Remember, you can reach us on Twitter at ComicBookMarkBT, Instagram at BT Shooting the Shiznit. That's right, Shooting the Shiznit without a G. Facebook, Shooting the Shiznit, and Facebook, Cool Kids Wrestling and MMA Talk. If we don't like you in that group, first you have to ask to get in. If we don't like you, we'll kick you out. All the episodes are at one place, and that's www.stspod.club. Podcast Roll Call. Who's Right Podcast. Homeboys Podcast. D3 Radio, my buddies Richard Josh. My World with Conrad Thompson and my friend Jeff Darren. Lance's favorite include Nickology, Rock Solid, Playlist Wars, I'm Bad Podcast. Hey guys, remember, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs>